This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, August 12th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who demands you put respect on his name like Damian Lillard, Jerem Jordan. Man, 61 points? That was crazy. Uh, his volume in that, his usage rate reminded me of me in pickup in the mornings or at lunch. But, uh, yeah, Damian Lillard. Uh, BYU fans know Dame really well because, obviously, he played at Weber State. And he played games on BYU TV. He, uh, he had 40 points in three games. Uh, didn't play four for some reason. He was sick in one game, but did have 23 against the Cougars one game. His senior year, the year after Jimmermania, 11-12, he led the country in scoring. Good and grief. He only had 15 in that game. I think he was sick in that one, but still scored 15. So we've had uh, in-person experience with, put respect on my name, Damian Lillard. That dude is special. He is, man. And uh, as Dwayne Wade breed. tweeted out, he's different. Yes. That guy is different. Ask Patrick Beverly and Paul George. And their Instagram comments. They he have, got to 61 can. points with one, of the, with one of the most bizarre <laughs> three-point makes I've ever seen. Oh, he and he credited that to his cousin who died uh, recently or a year ago of like, hey, he helped me with that one. So in case you missed it, late in the game, need a bucket, playing the Mavs, fighting for the 8-9 play-in position, which, by the way, if they win tomorrow against the Nets, they're, they're, they're the 8, right? So ball hits the back iron. And bounces like 15 feet in the air. It goes high. There's no way that thing's going in. Nothing but net on the way down, dude. Balls perfectly. Wow. Into the goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's, from that Kevin Nixon. That's from Kevin Nixon's buzzer beater. Oh. He threw it right <laughs> in the goal. I thought you were doing your eye and eagle. No. <laughs> no. Into the goal. No, and Damian Lillard shot that from like 35 feet away, too. Crazy. Just Again, reminded me of me minus the making part. It's good to have live sports back. Yeah, and I watched a high, a whole hockey game yesterday. I watched Golden Knights. Uh, this is, is Blackhawks, man. This is big for Jerem. It was great. It's gone to hockey. Yeah, let's go. Hopefully, uh, you're intrigued in what we present today. Our show lineup is loaded once again, based on the madness of what is going around the NCAA. Does BYU actually benefit from all of the college football conference maneuvering yesterday? We are seeing major conferences shut down. We are hearing other Power 5 conferences decide to push forward. And how does the conference shutdown, specifically by the Pac-12, affect BYU basketball? Chuck Culpepper from the Washington Post will join us to discuss this unforgettable day in NCAA history. And we'll speculate on what happens next. Plus, the best to ever wear number 84 and a hole-in-one to win a brand-new truck. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Big Ten and Pac-12 officially canceled or postponed fall football. They are the first two Power 5 leagues to do so. Both want to see if spring football is an option. So there were reports Monday. We discussed that at length. Now it officially happened yesterday. So now Utah, Utah State with the Mountain West announcement a couple days ago as well, are not going to play at all. And BYU sits here still with a schedule. We'll see if that ends up being something the Cougars play. Following the Pac-12 announcement yesterday of postponed fall sports, BYU basketball loses three Pac-12 opponents early in the season, specifically Utah, 
Oregon, and Arizona State, all scheduled originally before January 1st. The Pac-12's initial statement says no athletic events will take place until at least the first day of the new year, at which time leaders within the conference will reevaluate. Now, is the hoops season in jeopardy of being either pushed back or delayed? We'll discuss later in the program. The three other Power 5 leagues, SEC, ACC, Big 12, plan on playing as of now. Everything's as of now. Thank you, Big 12. The Big 12 has released uh, its 9 plus 1 schedule uh, that starts uh, on September 26th. They plan to do so soon, rather. The SEC and ACC say they are making decisions based on the advice of medical advisory groups, but it all depends who you ask. Who's in your medical advisory group? And how many are you asking? Do you yeah? Do you change who you're asking to just hear what you want to hear? The opinions are going? far-reaching and certainly differing. The FCS Big South Conference delays fall sports due to COVID-19 health concerns. Big South football members voted to participate in up to four non-conference games based on the individual school's discretion. That means BYU Northern Alabama is still a possibility. Okay, and I'm seeing this just in uh, on RoarLions.com, home of North Alabama. They have a headline uh, out that says uh, they hope to play four-game fall football schedules, including BYU. So they're hoping to play this game. Um, if I'm Northern, uh, North Alabama, I want to play the game. I'm getting paid. There's a money, there's a revenue game on there, so why not? And that's the, uh, you know, that's the, I think they have two FCS games. Chattanooga, are they, I believe they're FBS now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have two FBS games. BYU, obviously, the biggest of those. I'd be shocked if North Alabama didn't want to play the game because they'd get paid. I think that's a game that the money we maker. think is still on the schedule. I've been saying, is it, is it not? Now I feel like, okay, that's on the schedule, and BYU would have to get out of it. Navy, Houston, North Alabama. If they didn't want to play, and they do. On the schedule right now. And, and the Big 12 has released its 9 plus 1. They that just, just did, in like, like yeah. moments ago. Bob so. Bowlesby and uh, the Big 12 important people are addressing several topics as we speak. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There have been a few days since uh, Jeremy and I have been doing this show where I personally have found myself glued to the screen of my computer. The first one I remember on Twitter was Tradition Spirit Honor when those jerseys were released by BYU and Bronco Mendenhall. That could happen this fall, by the way. <laughs> yes. Because they... They can do statements on their jerseys. So, no, don't do it. <laughs> okay. Not those. That was one of those days. Another day was when the Big 12 was going to make their announcement on whether or not they were going to expand. Then the coaching search. Yesterday was one of those days for me, Jerem, because news was breaking so fast from so many different sources and conferences and angles that literally I could not take my eyes off the screen of my tweet deck because – I'm wondering, how does this impact BYU? How does this impact college football? How does this impact college basketball? Every little tweet and revelation that came out then knocked down a a few more dominoes. So after it all, Jerem, after it all, does BYU benefit from yesterday's Big Ten and Pac-12 we're not playing until at least the new year announcements? Now, it's interesting because there's no real benefit unless BYU actually plays football. And as of now, BYU's playing football. And it feels weird to be the, um, you know, a, a team that is in the West and is playing, which brings us to an early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's the westernmost FBS team still scheduled to play a game in the fall. So we now present 
the college football Western power rankings based on this idea. <laughs> Coming in at number one, Air Force. <laughs> they finished 11-2 and two, uh, and 22nd in the AP poll. BYU at number two. Um, for some reason, we're putting Dixie State at three. Just throwing straight shade at New Mexico State, who's an FBS independent and still scheduled at four. So here you go. Here are the top four teams in the West. Right there. Boom. BYU number two. We did it. Dixie State, the FCS independent that wants the smoke from BYU. Paul, Paul Peterson, he's like, we're practicing, dang anybody, it. anywhere. We're rescuing women whose hair gets caught in, uh, you know. Repelling Repelling equipment. They're doing great work out there. Okay. Four, I th- four teams in the West. Total. <laughs> That's it. FCS, like, FBS. West of Texas. Four. And Air Force is still That's kind crazy. of. There are stipulations there because within their statement it said we can play the military academies. It didn't say anything about playing they other have some teams. Thing in their yeah in their contract. Whatever. So they play army and navy just to keep the commanders commander in chief commander chief trophy going or whatever. But yeah, so so Air Force has stipulations. BYU, New Mexico State, and Dixie State are the only three teams that we think will try and attempt to play some type of full schedule. However, right. you want to and define Dixie that. And Dixie State is FCS independent. To be clear, We're, we we love Dixie. We love Dixie. But who knows what's happening there. If BYU gets more AAC teams on the schedule, which I think they will, and if they somehow get a few Power Fives, the Big 12 schedule did not release non-conference in that. It was the conference only, it looks like. Which, by the way, they are going to play a couple of the Cotton Bowl. So they're going to keep that, which is interesting. Maybe the benefit is that BYU appears to be playing and very few teams in the West are playing, and that's the benefit. It's like, well, we're still holding on to the ship. We haven't, uh, you know, we're not out on a floaty quite yet. But I, I do want to bring up this. The Big Ten, there were three coaches that said comments that were interesting to me. So we talked about it a little bit. So Ryan Day at Ohio State, James Franklin at Penn State, and now Scott Frost at Nebraska, specifically saying this. Our university is committed to playing no matter what, no matter uh, what that looks like and how that looks. Whoa, Nebraska. We want to play no matter who it is or where it is. Here's my thing. They can't play home games because the league has the TV contract. So where can a Nebraska with a comment like that, where can they play? You can play at BYU. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. But if Nebraska isn't about just talk and is about action and Ohio State and Penn State and any other Power Fives in the the two leagues, if they actually wanted to play, they could play BYU. And you know what channel it'd be on? It'd be on ESPN. So I thought you were going to say BYU TV. It'd be on second. BYU TV. No, uh, it'd be on ESPN. Although we'd take, trust me, we'd take it. I am not a big dude about talk, 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 talk. Show me. Show me. So if Nebraska really does want to play a game, your boys are over here. Let's go. But I don't think they would tick off the Big Ten unless they really want to just go back to the Big 12. Well, when the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, addresses that question yesterday and says, if they play a game. Who's he, they? Nebraska? Nebraska. Any game, then they won't be doing it as a member of the Big Ten Conference. That then and there said to me, all right, Nebraska's not playing football. Unless so, they are so happy all giving talk. away $52 million a year of TV revenue. They're not playing a game this year, so they then, can then it's all talk. position and talk. Now, if the Big 12 conference came in and said, hey, Nebraska, we've missed you. Hey, look at the highlight we're showing. We've missed you. <laughs> 
come back and rejoin the ranks where you made a name for yourself, where you won your national championships. Rejoin the old school conference. Let's get back together. The divorced couple is going to find a way to make it work again. Listen, I would make a terrible marriage work for 52 mil. <laughs> Nebraska's not leaving the Sign Big Ten and $52 million a year. So when Kevin Warren said that, I was like, all right, Nebraska's out. That's not happening. And that's my issue is – It's not happening. Is okay, it's just all talk. But it's a good PR move. Like, no, we want to play. It's – now the admins look bad. Now the presidents, now the commissioners look bad. It's not on the coaches. It could get weird if they decide that, hey, we'll take Big 12 money and we'll move on. We'll do our own thing. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. In a weird way – BYU does benefit from all of this because, one, they're still available. They're still out there. I kind of feel like BYU is uh, Malto Meal, where it's always been there in the, uh, in the cereal aisle. I love Malto Meal. <laughs> I love Tutti Fruities and Honey O's or whatever they're called. Okay? They've always been, I've always liked them. But now all of these top name brand sugar cereals are off the aisle. So options are, options are limited. So then it's like, Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good value over there, and they taste pretty good. That's where I look first based on my financial situation. I kind of feel like BYU is that team right now for all of the remaining conferences. Malto meal, available, and old reliable. Uh, They've lasted. They've withstood the test of time in the cereal aisle. So uh, I think BYU does benefit because they're available. I don't know if they're going to end up on a Power 5 schedule, Jerem, but BYU will have opportunities to play close to, again, whatever we define as a full schedule, whether that's 10 games, whether it's There's eight no games. There's no full schedule. You try and schedule it 12. It ain't 12, yeah. Yeah, they, they benefit. And for those wondering out there, does it mean BYU's going to the Big 12? I don't know. Is a pandemic the one thing that shoves BYU into the forefront of actually in, being included in a power conference? Maybe. There, I doubt it. There's no smoke on that front. But – we're not, we're not really talking about that. That's just fan speculation right now. They benefit because they're yeah. still available to play football. There's no smoke. There's a ton of smoke where there's no fire sometimes, and there's no smoke, so that ain't happening. <laughs> Our question of the day. We want you to chime in on this. Is there a way BYU football benefits from yesterday's announcements by the Big Ten and Pac-12? If so, how? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At C. Tarek on Twitter answers. Yes, more eyes on BYU football games this fall, if there are any. I think this negativity impacts recruiting for the Pac-12 and Big Ten, and there are less options for schools trying to fill schedules, which which gives BYU more scheduling opportunities. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, there are only so many teams right now. So let's see if BYU has a more formal relationship with the AAC. If they don't, who are they going to play? Conference USA and the Sun Belt? Like, I, I don't see a ton of games coming out of that. Everything I would suggests like, that I, the AAC will be very interested in right. working with BYU. I would like to see more games come in, though. It's August 12th. Like, BYU has a game September 7th, and then a game on October 16th, and a game in, what, November? Next week could did get we very just, interesting. Do we still have that game on BYU TV? Question mark? Next week could get very interesting. There'll be, there'll be, there should Next be announcements every day. could be very interesting. Right? There should be announcements every day. Coming up, the best where 84 was an animal. Mm. And who should have the biggest say in if college football is played? Is it the administrators? Is it the athletes? Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post, Post will join us to discuss that. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the latest episode of After Further Review with Dave McCann, Blaine Fallon, David Nixon. As the guys get you ready for what we hope is a BYU football season that aired last night on the app. It's on demand right now on BYU TV's app. BYU and Navy are scheduled to play a game in Annapolis in less than four weeks. By the way, Brett McMurphy, this is like Woj Bombs in July. You just need McMurphy right now in your life. He's uh, the guy. Bob Bowlesby says Nebraska has not reached out to the Big 12. Although if I'm Nebraska, I'm not reaching out formally to any, but you know what I mean. Yeah, wise on Nebraska's part not to bite the hand that is feeding it $52 million a year in television I, revenue. I personally have not done that in that situation, so I would recommend <laughs> not doing that. Yeah. We are live in Studio B, the f- more of your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We are now pleased to welcome in a national college football writer from the Washington Post. Chuck Culpepper joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. Chuck, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much. Chuck, how would you define the last 24 hours in major college sports? Pretty awful. Yeah, I would say pretty awful. I I actually myself was at the PGA in San Francisco. Mm. So um, just which was an incredible event and a reminder that it's it's great to it's part of our lives to get to watch brilliance. And that was brilliance there. And uh, to come off of it and to to have all this is just, um, well, you know, we'll never it's unprecedented, all that that stuff. And I, the only way that I kind of cope with it is with, with all the changes to think of, of uh, things that got canceled because of wars or whatever other reason in the past. So it's landmark. It's terrible. It's bracing. It's jarring. It's all of that. There's a lot of dialogue and it's from commissioners, presidents of schools and chancellors, athletic directors, coaches, players, senators, representatives, even the president of the United States. Uh, you combine to write an article on Monday talking about the reaction from people. How would you summarize uh, what you wrote in that article? I think it, in a way it's this microcosm of the country itself. It's disjointed. It's fragmented. It's, it's, it's always been, in a way, uh, 50 different countries plus one district of Columbia. Don't want to forget that. And it's always been kind of that way. And, and hopscotching around college football has always reminded me of that you know, the the rivalry state to state within states and so on. I think now we're seeing not only how fragmented this sport is and how um, inchoate, whatever you'd call it, how just, you know, it's fiefdoms here, fiefdoms there, no commissioner, no governing body. We're seeing all that, but we're seeing that in the voices too. You know, we're seeing the difference in viewpoints based on region, hopes based on region, you know, realities based on region. Uh, Look no further than the fact that in March, when the March Madness got canceled, it started with the Ivy League. And this one started with UConn's. So the Ivy League doesn't draw that many people to basketball compared to other places and UConn to football. Um, So it's come out of these quiet places where it starts and then it kind of rolls over the country. Chuck Culpepper national sports writer for the Washington Post with us on BYU Sports Nation. Chuck, one of the more interesting rhetorics and storylines that has developed is just pitting athletes against medical experts and university chancellors of, okay, who who should be the one that has the power 
to say we're going to play, so make it happen. So where do you stand on that? Should it be more about the players and coaches, or are they too emotionally invested and they need an outside source to come in and say, no, 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 this is what's going to happen? I'll go with the latter one. Yeah, I think it should be based on uh, what they're – these these medical advisory panels that the conferences have, there are at least 57 people that I've listed who are on these panels. And so, you know, these are these are the people now who are kind of making the call in a lot of these cases and so or all of these cases. So um, so I think it should be exactly those 57 people. I, I think there's more, but I've got 57 listed so far. <laughs> Is it a just those 57? <laughs> yeah, just them. Is it a coincidence or is it spot on that the two leagues who had players who sort of rose up and said, now, wait a minute, we need certain things are the leagues that aren't playing? What do you what do you think? I don't know that answer. Um, And I don't I don't ever bet, but I know which way I would bet if I did bet. Um, Yeah, I think I think that was a powerful. What would we say? Uh, effect that had a powerful effect within the um, within the process. I think, I think it um, is something always to be considered. Uh, it would be incredible if, if you think of all the horrible, you know, uh, effects and byproducts of this of this pandemic, and the one that I never would have seen is that of is of players getting more of a voice in college football. America's strange pastime you know that no other country does and if if that's what one of the things that, that this winds up creating that would be really unforeseen i just I, i'm amazed you know at, at the, i was amazed at that zoom call on sunday that they did nationwide the players did um sunday night it was in, incredible to see i felt like i was at some watershed moment you know or, or witnessing some watershed moment and um i just think uh yeah that, i think that's a big i think it's a big factor if if the landscape changes in that regard, it's going to change pretty much so much of what we know about the sport that we've followed so intricately for so long. Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post on BYU Sports Nation. There have been several powerful voices in the form of coaches, Nick Saban, Ryan Day of Ohio State, Scott Frost of Nebraska, that have all said, hey, look, we feel like our athletes are safer within the confines of a college football program where we can monitor them and try and somewhat regularly test them and keep them on a very strict schedule rather than having them not be in the program per se and not playing games. So which is it? Is it safer for college football athletes to be within the program, playing games, doing these things, practicing, or do we expect them to be safer if they're, quarantining at home or on campus where, where do you stand on that well i think in terms of the the level of testing and medical attention they get that they're in a really good spot when they when they are um on campus and and working out and in the those those palatial football facilities and so on i think they're in a a really good i think there's a there's logic rationale to that uh to that viewpoint what i wonder about is then okay, so you've got your bubble at Nebraska or Ohio State or whatever, and then you go play another bubble. That's where I, I think it starts to get complicated. Um, is, you know, is that bubble the same as your bubble? And have they, you know, that's where I think it. And then the students come back in some places, but not others. 
And that's where I think it starts to get complicated is when they mingle as they do. Coaches in the Big Ten have said that, hey, we want to play. Scott Frost like, listen, we, we're going we're gonna to figure out how to play no matter what. And uh, if we know how TV contracts works, they can't play at home in the Big Ten because they own the rights. In theory, they could go on the road, but I don't actually believe that they're going to go play a game. I, I feel like that's just good rhetoric to win over their constituents, if you will, the fans and whatnot, while the bad guys become the administrators. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. It's great, great fun to ponder that prospect of, <laughs> you know, barnstorming across the country, right? Just those those interleague in, interleague games that we interconference games that we never would have expected, you know, um that it's just yeah, but it's so unrealistic when you look at those contracts and when you start to get into the legal the legal chatter, it gets really messy and so and and pretty uh, prohibitive in, in those terms. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if they really thought. I can't figure out if they really thought they were pitching something viable or not. Um, but in this sport, I wouldn't be surprised either way. And it's August. There's a notable election coming up in November, and and of course, people love college football. So I think it's smart for uh, President Trump to say, "Yeah, we got to play." Like same idea, right? Yeah, it's good politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. Maybe in in some states and not others, but of course that's what the whole <laughs> game is. <laughs> Indeed. Chuck, uh, then there stands independent Brigham Young University, who is without a conference. And so we're wondering today, and we've been asking uh, BYU fans across the country and nation, does BYU somehow benefit from what happened yesterday? The Big Ten and Pac-12 shut down, but the Big 12, ACC, and SEC Sabre moving forward, and BYU's available. So they felt like the Lone Ranger in the West. Did they somehow benefit from what has happened over the past few days? I, I tell you, I, I had not given – I apologize for not having given this any thought yet because of the so many stories that are rushing through the head, you know. But that's a that is a really interesting spot there. Fascinating that yes, I think it could. I mean, it could have some benefit. Certainly, I mean it. It could uh, draw more attention, which always helps, right? More national attention. But I had not given thought to that story until the producer for your show brought it up, and then I I told him I said, "Oh my God, I have to do that story. That's really." <laughs> We we did the yeah, top. So thanks for the story. Hey, idea. you bet, you bet, man. That's what we're here for, man. We got a daily show. Well, yeah. Like like you, we got to fill content. We did we did uh, the power rankings in the West. We had Air Force, BYU, New Mexico State, and we threw in an FCS team there. So it's looking uh, it's looking thin out here, Chuck. Who ranked number one? We had Air Force at number one. They were eleven and two last year, twenty two in the AP poll. Oh yeah. So that, then we I had BYU. We didn't want to be yeah. too biased. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 <laughs> Chuck, it's great to talk to you. We appreciate the good work that you're doing. And uh, for those that want to seek more, uh, where can they find your content? Um, at WashingtonPost.com and sports and at uh, Twitter, Chuck Culpepper and the numeral one. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we wish you good health. Stay safe. And uh, just maybe, maybe uh, our paths cross in Annapolis if and when BYU plays Navy. How about that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, big question marks for sure. Thanks, Chuck. Everybody knows. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I'm always interested to talk to guys like that because they just have such a wide-angle view of everything that's happening. Right, and he's residing in New York. He's he's quarantined so, in New York. He's national. writing for the Washington yeah. Post, and he's just kind of looking at this from a very, very high angle. So fun to get that perspective. Did, did we just help get BYU in a Washington Post article? Let's go. Chuck, write happen? that story, man. But write did, the story. Did Ben Bagley do that, our producer? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, look, looking forward to you know just seeing how all this plays out because it is crazy. And, and like I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are the ones that called it after the players rose up and wanted more rights. Obviously, they can uh, – you know, conspiracy theory is – uh, oh, well, oh, yeah, it's safety. No, it's not going to work. It's like, well, how are we going to make this work with these guys? It's all connected. I also think that Black Lives Matter gave players more of a voice to express themselves. Did. And that led us to this point um, for better, I would think. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing that players have more of a voice. And so there was a little bit of drama with BYU, what, a week ago with Chaz Ayu and D'Angelo Mandel and Malik Moore and whatnot questioning – uh, finances and locker room and whatnot. I think it's okay for them to do that. Where I think maybe it could have been done a little bit better is like, do you need to go public with that without just talking to Tom? Talk Holmo? to your athletic director. Talk to your right. head coach. If, if you do that and you don't, nothing happens after a long time. Then I'd say, oh, th- if you're not feeling like you're being heard, then I can acknowledge that like that would be a you go to social for media. You. Yeah, and maybe they have. I don't know. But um, I would think going straight to the horse's mouth, if you will, and addressing that would be – like I'm not going to complain about BYU TV on Twitter. If I have an issue, I'm going to go to someone here unless and you're say, not I heard. have an issue, unless I'm not heard for a long time. But I, I still want my employment here, so I would be <laughs> careful, right? Yes. Their scholarship is probably more secure than my employment You don't here. bite the hand that right. is paying you. I don't bite Nebraska. Hands. Coming up, the men's basketball season potentially getting delayed or canceled as well. We'll discuss. And let's dive back into this whole can BYU and the pandemic and everything that's happening pave the way for actual Power 5 inclusion? This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. He is Jerem, I am Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. In his press conference minutes ago, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said, as it pertains to adding an outside team as a temporary member for the season, quote, it is not in any of our plans at the present time, end quote. Does this shut down the possibility of BYU or another team joining the Big 12 temporarily for this season? In the midst of a pandemic and with the uncertainty of college football even happening, Yes, it shuts the door. This is not the time for these conferences to make these massive decisions about whether or not to randomly include BYU or try and pull Nebraska. It's just not the time to do that. They're trying to figure out how to keep people healthy. This is not the time. Yes, the door is shut. Was it ever open? (laughs) All right. The NFL has lifted the prohibition on tryouts for teams and players. Will there be a BYU Cougar, or former BYU Cougar, I should say, who benefits from this move? Prohibition is not lifted in the NFL, though, let's be clear. (laughs) Prohibition on tryouts. Austin Lee and Micah Simon hopefully will get a tryout because I think those guys are NFL-capable 
at least practice squads, if not being able to fill in at some position. I think they've worked hard. I think physically they fit. I hope they get a shot. I hope they get a shot. If there's no reason to not bring guys like that in, then sure, why why not? Their numbers were good enough that they should get an invite. Army announces uh, a matchup with Georgia Southern on November 21st yesterday. Will the Cougars add Army and or Air Force to the schedule? I think BYU will add Army to the schedule at some point. Army has five games scheduled right now. Air Force is only going to play the service academies. I don't think they can add Air Force. Yeah, so Army, I think Army is going to show up on the schedule this year for BYU. I do too, and I would like to see a few more games at least put on the schedule here soon. We don't know if they're going to play, but you might as well schedule them. Let's go. I, I have no doubt that BYU is trying to do so right now. BYU golf dominance continues, Jerem. Elisa May Mateo wins the Utah Women's Stroke Play Championship. A couple of her teammates finished third and fourth, respectively. On the men's side, Carson Lundell advancing to the match play at the U.S. Men's Amateur at Bandon Dunes Golf Course. Which is more impressive, Lundell's advancement than the U.S. Amateur or BYU Women's Golf, placing three in the top four of the Utah Open? I think uh, the U.S. Amateur is pretty impressive. I, I think all of it's pretty good, but... Uh... Getting to match play, that's pretty impressive for Carson. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to go wrong with either of these. Um, I'm just going to say yes to all. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all impressive. That takes us to the best to wear it. We're counting up to 99. One number each show, sometimes two, and determining the best athletes to rock each number in Provo, Utah. Today, we center in on number 84. Dan Jorgensen is the best to wear number 84. The Janimal, he was called sometimes, 2005 to 2009. He was the Mountain West Conference all-time sack leader for a while Ooh. there, which was awesome. Had 28 and a half, three-time first team All-Mountain West, 07, 8, 9. He was on some really good BYU teams. Uh, Jerry Hughes of TCU finally uh, took that over later. He was all-time tax for loss leader when he finished his career. Now he's fourth. BYU was 43-9 and nine with Jan Jorgensen playing, by the way. Pretty good. Currently the defensive coordinator at Snow College. Pretty awesome. Butch Powell, one of his assistants, by the way. Uh, had a career in MMA, if you remember, 8-1. and one. Yeah. Um, I want to mention a story. 2008 at Washington, BYU blocks the extra point, right? Was it Jan? I think it was Jan that blocked it, right? Yep. After the game, I got to Jan a little late. And uh, I asked him a question about power five at the time. It was six road losses. That streak being snapped for BYU. It had been several years. And he said, all you media. Talk, and I looked around and it was only me standing there with Jan. I was like, what do you mean all you media? It's literally just me, Jan. All you Jerums. What are you talking about, Jan? No, I got to know Jan a little bit better over the years. He's great. Um, so shout out to all you players, Jan Jorgensen. Kirk Pendleton, by the way, Jordan's dad, led the nation in 1983 in touchdown catches. Honorable mention. Number 84. Number 84. Isn't it interesting that the trend still continues? The majority of the 80s thus far have been defensive players. Where are all them offensive players, man? Oh, man. Who's deciding this? Some great defensive players for BYU in the 80s. Coming up, what's the chance BYU goes bowling in football? And is the basketball season in jeopardy of being canceled. How does it impact BYU? This is BYU's first nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For Cougar Sports Games highlights, remember when we used to play games? That was fun. Interviews and archive content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and Studio B. Some collateral damage happened with the announcements of the Big Ten and Pac-12 postponing their football and fall sports seasons until at least January 1st of 2021. Will there be spring football? 
topic for another day. Uh, no. But the collateral damage for BYU was with the announcement from the Pac-12 that it was all sports being postponed until at least the new year, which means BYU's three games, three scheduled games for the men's basketball program are done. Utah. And women's volleyball non-conference as well? Done. Women's soccer? Done, yes. Utah, Oregon, Arizona State for BYU men's basketball all now canceled. This hurts, Jaron, because we're looking at probably two... At least one quad one game in there and three, you know, games higher that are quad two at least. I feel like hardly anyone discusses men's hoops. We've been to talk. We've been talking impact on men's hoops here um, and postulating that. I think there's no way BYU or NCAA teams get in 31 games. Um, yeah, no, no, bad memories with the highlight we were just showing at Oregon. I was at that game. Phil Knight was at that game as well. I did not say hello. Uh, I should have. You're right. I could have got some shoes. I, I think this is uh, troublesome. Um, I'm hoping that hoops happens. I'd be I'd be uh, somewhat surprised if there's much non-conference included. I, I feel like hoops is trending in a direction where something like conference only after January 1st would be an option. I know that's been uh, discussed as well. Can hoops play in some sort of conference bubble of some kind. I think it's expensive for a lot of these schools. Remember, BYU has the benefit of a football program that provides a lot of finances to its teams. The other team in the league that can say it at least gets you know, a little more money than most is Gonzaga because that's a hoop school. BYU, think about if BYU didn't have football financially, what life would be like right now. It'd be different. And it takes a lot to create, uh, you know, a football team and have a football team, but you get a lot of revenue. Like, it's worth it to have a successful FBS team, and BYU's had that for a long time. So I'm concerned about the men's basketball season losing those three games, but I'm more concerned about how that's going to work too. Can they, can they play um, in, in some way that makes it safer? It's different than football, which is good. Easier to maintain just because right. the numbers are so much smaller in but terms of we personnel. Ha- we have no evidence that a non-professional situation is going to work right now. I'm hoping that we can see that in the fall with football. It's like, okay, we made it work somehow. Sweet. Let's do others. But at this point, I'm like, is, is hoops going to happen this year? I hope so. See, I am still on the BYU basketball will 1 million percent happen this season. And I've had a number of people contact me and say, is basketball going to get canceled? Because I will go into a deep state of depression if basketball is canceled now too, especially with what Mark Pope has compiled, so, this roster. So the question isn't, is it easier to do? I think we all agree it's easier than football, sure. right? Well, yeah, you're it's talking the, about 15 the, players yeah. compared to 120. No question. It's it's the if football doesn't happen, it's because of liability, right? So would wouldn't the liability be similar in hoops in terms of well, shoot, if they have something happen long term, how we're going to have to pay for that as a university? That's what the leagues have to figure out. If any football happens, basketball 1000% will happen. Like if any, and that's the question. If is, any college football right. happens, basketball, without a doubt, in my opinion, is going to happen. I don't see how the Pac-12 is going to play hoops if they're not going to play football. Like, because if if the reason is liability, California is a different beast, man. If it's, it's how different to, beast. Okay, if, let's bring California into this. The WCC BYU is in a California league. They are agree. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Seven of yeah. the ten are from California. If uh, the West Coast Conference doesn't play or doesn't play a lot or something. BYU Hoops is in trouble. Gonzaga is going to make that decision, Jerem. Gonzaga. <laughs> the, in where they, Washington. Where they should move that. Well, 
they're going to make that decision if we're being real. If Gonzaga wants are, to are play, they? Gonzaga wants to play, the West Coast Conference is going to play. It's going to happen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We've said for a long time, and jokingly so, like, oh, the commissioner's Mark Few, and the Gonzaga runs the league in men's hoops and whatnot. But and if they want to play, I could see where they're going to try, but it might just be lip service if there's certain contracts, right? Granted, 52 mils not at the table. Uh, it's less than that. And Gonzaga's gotten what it's wanted in this. But, I, yeah, I, I am concerned because, yeah, some kind of bubble. It's like, well, who's paying for that? Is it? It's going to be expensive. They don't make as much money in men's hoops TV rights as they do in football. So it's not like that makes a lot of financial sense. It's got to make sense. It's not just to play. It's got to make financial sense. Well, here's the thing. $900 million are going to be lost again if the NCAA tournament does not happen. You cannot survive two years in a row of losing $900 million of revenue. You can't do it. So what are you saying? They're if they fig- lose it, they will then... figure out a way. They'll, like The money that schools have to invest in the bubble and extra testing, whatever, they will find a way to me it's, because they can't it's, survive losing $900 million again. Again, it's, it's – I mean, the, the narrative evolves, right? The narrative right now is liability. That's the narrative out of the Big Ten and, and – Pac-12. The full contact but, college football sport. I just feel like apples and oranges here. It's so different. I feel like, yeah, basketball, they have less stuff on them. They, they go for a rebound. Like, they're touching a ton, too. To me, it's not contact. So the, if they're na- tested and okay, then the I, concern is really not as high. Again, that's a different narrative. We moved from that. It wasn't about testing protocols right now. It's not about that. It's about liability if liability is the issue then there's going to be a major issue it's about liability depending on who your panel of medical experts are it's well it's long-term liability again depending on the medical experts you talk to right no no argument there it's the narrative has evolved and right now it's about liability and if liability is really a thing then it's gonna hoops is gonna be in trouble but if it's not and if it's about can we keep them safe and in a bubble-ish situation it's like it seems like we can kind of make that work mlb for all its faults has mostly still played. I mean, people have hammered it. Like, oh, there were games canceled. It's like the majority of games have happened. The Marlins are in first place. The majority of games <laughs> have happened in Major League Baseball. It, even, it's not even been with shut their down. lack of protocols. Well, they have a ton of protocol. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't truly have a bubble unless you're like the NBA. That's the only one that's really going to work. 100%, right? Okay, coming up. Which former Cougar had a hole in one yesterday? And what's the chance Nebraska? Plays a college football game against BYU this year. Uh, this is BYU Sports Nation. See the form of that circle? That percentage. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation continues with your daily reminder the show is available anytime, literally anytime you want it. On demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And you could Google BYU Sports Nation, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Let's have fun with numbers and play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Number one, Jerem, what's the chance BYU football plays at least three games this fall? I don't know, 30%? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Does anyone know anything about anything? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I hope 100% that this happens, that they play at least three. I'm hoping BYU gets like four to six games in. 
That, that'd be incredible. Three games, I'm all in, baby, 100%. That BYU football will play at least three games based on the rhetoric right now with the majority of FBS conferences still pushing forward and playing football. You know what I'm happy about? So the Board of Trustees, BYU, the church, gen- tenderly, gen- uh, tend to be generally – Pretty conservative in their approach, right? They play it pretty safe. That's been really smart in some aspects, right? Like not flee to the Big East or whatever and lose on that. Different situations. I'm I'm uh, pleased that BYU is still sitting here with football. I am happy and pleased that the, it is it is being well thought out, well considered, and all of those things. I appreciate that. So, Board of Trustees, thank you. And don't forget, the first of three scheduled games starts in how many days? Countdown to Navy. 26 days. We look at each other like, is it 26? Is it 26 days? We just know. We never talk about this sport. We just, we kinda, just know. We, you just get really wide-eyed. Like, like pay follow attention me, to me. Follow my mouth. <laughs> follow my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the chance BYU plays one or more games against Big 12 teams? Ooh. See, this I'm going to side with you in your 30%. I, it's, it does not feel likely to me that BYU would play uh, a game against the Big 12, just because... So any Power 5, is that what you think, too? Because SEC ain't happening. ACC's probably not happening. Pl- I don't, I yeah, don't know. No, one, no. May, okay, what, maybe 50% for one. If you want to go more than that, like the percentage goes way down. Yeah, I'm like I'm like 15% that BYU plays a game against a Big 12 team or any Power 5 team. SEC is says so conference fluid. only. ACC only had Clemson, North Carolina. North Carolina had a game, Clemson, that ain't happening, so... Um, BYU fan Bryant McConkie tweeted the following uh, <laughs> during the show. Breaking sources close to the source who are aware of the situation but has to uh, remain unnamed due to sensitivity to the situation. Confirm this is, in fact, the Big 12's official schedule. We do have a look at this. <laughs> I trust that dude. So he's manipulated the Big 12 schedule and put BYU in all the empty spots. So, like, in week three, BYU's playing four games. I think we're doing split squad, uh, you know, spring training style. Mm-hmm. Uh, five games the next week. There's one week where there's six. There's four another week. So, yeah, we appreciate uh, Bryant McConkie in relation to uh, Joseph Fielding or Bruce? Question mark. I would love for BYU to be in a situation where they can play multiple Power Five games. In oh, the- I'll take one Power Five game right Just now. Just one. I want a bunch of one. AAC right now. Load it up. The the AAC. Now, if this were an AAC question, I'd be like, oh yeah, BYU's going to play a ton of games against the AAC. Hopefully. You know, I, we're t- scheduling and playing are two different things right now, by the way. All right. Scheduling and playing are different. Jeremy, what's the chance BYU with their three regularly uh, regular scheduled games right now play in a bowl game this season? Zero <laughs> percent? I, I don't think bowl games are going to happen very much. Maybe the, like if the three Power 5 leagues actually play, do they even get to the finish line? Do we even get to the finish line? I, I feel like it might be tough. To Isn't get to it a point. Power 4, though, with the AAC, Jerem? According to uh, USF's head coach, the conference, excuse me, the conference winners should play in the college football playoff. Uh, well, if it's UCF and they're undefeated, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but maybe, the maybe power three way. Win, that's so far past anything that's happened. Okay. What the heck? Okay, what's the chance? TJ Howes is a better player with a beard. Uh, 100%. Just because he's going to get better as a player. Everyone see this picture? And his beard is legit. Oh, look at, yeah. look at that thing. He's like a lumberjack, bro. Chris Kringle over I know, there. Santa Claus handing out presents in the Popo form of buckets. Popo Popo <laughs> Tim Allen, nice. Popo I love Shisho. it. Yes, just a tweet that says mood. 100%. I was thinking 0% aerodynamics, wind resistance, but guess what? He doesn't have to deal with the WCC refs anymore, so it's less about the beard and more about the official. The new red lightning, TJ Haas. <laughs> yes, from Florida State. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
What's the chance Preston Hadley likes vegetables, Jerem? Let's find out in today's edition of Coaches on Bikes. Gardening, you got to water it, weed it daily. Remember, coming up, parents always had us out here weeding the garden. I don't even like vegetables. <laughs> vegetables are amazing. What are you talking so about? So he wants you to get rid of soda, but he doesn't like vegetables. Preston, make up your mind, man. There's a mixed signals, Preston. Mixed signals. <laughs> Still going. Our question, day 13. Our question of the day, is there a way BYU football benefits from yesterday's announcements by the Big Ten and Pac-12 of postponing college football? Is the biggest benefit that BYU still has a schedule and Utah doesn't? Just for BYU fans. Is that like a tiny moral victory? Don't kid yourselves. It feels like it is. That absolutely is a thing. I kind of hate that it is, but it's totally. It totally is. All right, our elite voice today presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Randy B. Gunn on Twitter. If football still happens this fall, the decision by the Big Ten and Pac-12 will damage those conferences and teams for years to come. Everyone that gets to play will benefit with recruits and money, including BYU. That is uh, very optimistic so he's for BYU take. There's negative liability in other ways that aren't health, perhaps. Okay, today's rise and shout-out. Combined effort. Yeah. Chad Lewis. His first hole-in-one on a golf course, playing in the Ken Garf tournament yesterday at Thanksgiving Point Golf Course in Lehigh, Utah. And no kidding, it was on the hole where you win a truck for a year if you knock it in. That's pretty cool. He did so with Brian Santiago, Tom Homo, Robbie Bosco all next to him. That's quite a team of witnesses there. Why, why is B. Sans on his tippy toes? We can see your <laughs> Well, he wants feet, to be bro. taller than Tom, right? Oh, there you go. There you go. I, and he did. He did. <laughs> uh, he mentioned Bob Garf, uh, you know, who passed away as well. Yeah. 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 Just looking out of him. Cool. Very cool. Our thanks to today's guest, Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post. And uh, sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. No time for you today. Or, or any time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Mike Salito. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Maybe BYU will have a fourth game by then. Go Cougs.